You are listening to Aldrin Sampia on SAFM. It's 22 minutes now after 3 o'clock. We are in conversation next with Salman Khan, independent political analyst on South Southeast Asia. So Pakistan has criticized India's decision to host the upcoming 20 uh, to, sorry to host the upcoming G20 meeting in the disputed territory of Kashmir. Pakistan's foreign affairs ministry says it is well known that Kashmir which is being claimed by both countries is an internationally recognized dispute that has remained on the agenda of the United Nations Security Council for over 7 decades. To remind us what informs this territory dispute. Uh, Salman Khan now joining us on the line. Salman, good afternoon and thank you so much uh, for making time for us. So let's take a few steps back. Before um, this matter being on the agenda of the United Nations Security Council over seven decades now, what got it there? Well, I mean, uh, you know, uh, thank you for having me. I'm also the chairperson of South African Kashmir Action Group. And how it got there, that's a very interesting question. I do not think so that we have a uh, the canvas wide enough to paint the whole uh, story. Uh, before the 1947, that's almost like uh, 75 years ago, the whole Indo Park was the British, uh, like let's say, the colony or mm. uh, the in- East Indian, you know, the Indian Company. And at the time of the departure, you know, the illegal occupation, I would say, of the Indo and Pakistan by the British, they were deleting that they were. Uh, which we call it a liquidating their empire, they decided that this needs to be, according, they, they bring the act, is called act of Indian independence, and then it was uh, 1931 and then revised in 1947, that they want to divide the land, which was almost like a century, was living in a cohesion, was like a harmony, and there was a 700 year of the Muslim Raj, which is the Mughal emperor, was living there from the Ottoman Empire, they needed to divide it in a way that it need to be separated between the, the India and Pakistan on the basis of the, the Muslim majority mm. will become the part of Pakistan and the Hindu majority will become the India. There was, before the par- time of the British arrival, there was independent states. And between the India and Pakistan, that's what is currently today, there used to be 565 independent states. And Kashmir was one of the largest territory. And of course, at the time of the departure of the British from there, they decided that if any one of the princely states which have a direct allegiance to the British monarchy, if they decided to be with India or Pakistan, they have to just say that we wanted to be back. They have to take in consideration that the aspiration of the subject. So if the population is majority is Muslim and governed by the Hindu, it needs to be taken in 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 consideration where the people wanted to be, either India and Pakistan. So many of them was, you know, incorporated peacefully. But of course, there was still 20 of them still asking for the liberation. And one of them being is uh, is the state of uh, Jammu and Kashmir, which is over 14 million people. And with the contiguity and with the technicalities, it's supposed to be part of Pakistan. But I'm not here to advocate about the merit of the case. But mm. we're looking at the, look, what we're looking at the the G7, which is mostly the prominent, the one of the most powerful economy or industrialized economy. Uh, look at the United Kingdom, Brazil, Argentina, Germany, France. They are having a conference, their early conference, because India is holding a rotatory or their, you know, uh, revolving presidency. So they're taking the advantage of India is taking advantage of the presidency and and having a conference, some part of the conference from now what's called the youth conferences of the G7, 
and the tourism conference in the Srinagar, which is a disputed territorial uh, territorial uh, is a territory between the Indian Pakistan Kashmir and over 86,000 kilometer radius, which has been illegally occupied by the Indian for the last 75 years. And United Nations declared that is a disputed territory. So, by the virtue of the United Nations stance, there shouldn't be any official engagement can be taking place. But India is pushing, and of course, what what, what is ironic here is that India think that the top priorities they will be actually discussing is one of them is the woman-led development and the, the respect for the women. But in the Indian occupied Kashmir, over 25,000 women have been raped, many have been maimed, and there is over 30,000 youth has been put into the jail. And of course, over 100,000 people have been killed so far. So it makes no sense for India to say that we're going to discuss the women uh, women-led development into the 21st century and also looking at the uh, the global warming while in the same territory they're destroying the uh, the whole place they're destroying the vegetation they're cutting the orchids so it, it is very ironic to see the g7 countries uh, are actually buying into the idea of having a part of the conference into the territory which is disputed which is a internationally recognized dispute. Yeah, um, but also looking at, for instance, um, some of the accusations that have been leveled against um, against Pakistan was that it it funded um, insurgency linked to the Pakistan um, in Jammu as well as Kashmir, and I wonder how that may have played a role also in the tensions that still continue. Well, I mean, the the India will always have a Pakistan as a scapegoat. Uh, the fact of the matter is when the partition happened, it was very clearly, if you read the Indian Act of Independence, is the majority of the Muslim area should be a part of Pakistan. But for some reason, Red Club, Red Club Bondi Commission decided to leave it as unawarded territory. So now what happened is when the uprising happened, when, when it was left as un, as unrewarded territory, the civil war break out in the 1947, and then Indian army, with the help of the British Maharaj, landed into the land of the of the Kashmir, which since then has been become an illegal disputed territory. And Nehru, when he see that the the situation is con- completely uncontrollable, he raised the point and he asked for a a, a, a committee to be formed to look into the affair of the uh, the state of Kashmir. And he actually internationalized the issue. He went to the United Nations. In 1947, the resolution was passed, which was mm-hmm. called 1940, you know, the, uh, Resolution 47 of the 1948 by the United Nations. After listening to the complaint from India and Pakistan, uh, United Nations independent uh, panel decided that neither the India nor the Pakistan is rightful owner of the land of Kashmiri people. It is a land belonged to the Kashmiri, and India should hold free and fair plebiscite, yeah. which India decided to sign the agreement with the Jewish nation. But since then, they are actually circumventing it by the sham election, and of course, blaming Pakistan. Yeah. That Pakistan is sending the terrorists across the border, and because of the dist- uh, instability, we cannot call the referendum for the same five years. There has never been a referendum what the people of Kashmir wanted, what they call it, a right of self-determination. Okay, a quick one, Salman. Unfortunately, we're running out of time. Is that So India is clear that um, the summit will go ahead in that disputed territory. And um, the the foreign, the Pakistan foreign ministry issuing that statement saying that India is, is India's irresponsible move is the latest in a series of self-serving measures uh, to perpetuate its illegal occupation of Jammu as well as Kashmir. Do you think that 
that this could lead to further tension and how far would that tension um, find expression? Um, would it ever become physical in a sense of where you see military armaments being deployed? I don't think so. But you know what? A few years ago, you know, I think it was a 2029 when India irrevocably the Article 370, which is give them a, give Kashmir autonomous status. They never went to the war. So I don't think so. That is going to be any war, any going to be a border tension. Yes, what it is, it's going to be, it is going to be quite a bit of a diplomatic, um, uh, you know, the war between or dialogues between the two countries. And of course, internationally, human rights activists across the world, including from South Africa, will stand by the people of Kashmir that this territory needs, this disputed territory needs some resolution. And mm. we are waiting for Mr. Modi to arrive in South Africa, and we are waiting that we have the war crime case against him. Then he is coming to South Africa in August uh, to do the BRIC conference. So we are ready with our law. Yep. Okay, thank you so much, Vietnam. Salman Khan, the independent political analyst on Southeast Asia. And uh, no, Frank, that is not Salman Khan from Bollywood. It is a minute after first three time for the news headlines.